So, Arisha, I think everybody wants to be hired for a job based on, you know, actual talent and skill. Yeah. And yeah. because they're the best person for the job. But as we know, there are plenty of other factors that go into deciding who gets the job and who doesn't, especially in the bullshit world of showbiz. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if the rumors are true, we wouldn't have gotten this job if we didn't have somebody being like, no, they're actually good. Yeah. Hire them. Well, we were hired based on talent, though, thankfully. Right? Well, but they wanted somebody else. <laughs> more known than us. Some asshole. Don't even know who they are. Where, where are they now? Um, but one of the other ways people can get jobs is through a company's diversity hiring program. And of course, we've all heard about diversity hires. Mm-hmm. But what we haven't really heard is an A-list celebrity be like, yeah, I got my job because I'm diverse. And that's until now. So in a new interview with GQ, Donald Glover says that he was told point blank that the reason he got his first network writing job was because he's black. Yeah. And since then, there's been no stopping him. Mm -mm. He's an absolute powerhouse. He's an actor. He's a writer. He's a producer. He's a creator. He's a musician. List goes on and on. Yeah. And nowadays, he's also being someone who hires people. Yeah. I don't know how that rolls off the tongue like the other words, but... (laughs) I know. It's... Hirer? I don't even know how to say that. It sounds... Great. Um, yeah. No, he's he's amazing. I've been a Donald Glover fan for a long mm-hmm. time, like before yeah. it was cool to be yeah. a Donald Glover fan. So me I'm too. Happy for him. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm he's one of those people where it's like I'd be like, I just want to be friends with you. And he'd be like, no. And I'd be like, oh, my God, I want to be friends with you even more now. Oh, no. And that says a lot about you. I know it does. I know. <laughs> From Wondery, I'm Brooke Ziffrin. And I'm Arisha Skidmore-Williams. It's Thursday, April 6th. And you're listening to Rich and Daily. Hey, everyone. It's David Duchovny. Do you ever feel like you're just failing? Trust me, I get it. Hell, I've spent my whole life feeling like I'm failing. It's appropriate, though, because failure in all its forms is the whole point of my new podcast, Fail Better. I'm joining forces with Lemonada Media to explore the world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. As someone who has experienced my own set of personal and professional defeats, I've always been intrigued by how those failures influenced my journey, sometimes for the better. And I know I'm not alone in those wonderings. So each week I'll chat with artists, athletes, actors, thinkers, and experts about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalyst for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, I hope we can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out on May 7th, wherever you get your podcasts. There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but only one thing to say that can help you protect them. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, a State Farm agent will be there to help you choose the coverage you need, no matter where you are in life. When you need coverage options, your State Farm agent is there to help, on the phone or in person. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. So like we said, Donald Glover is 
honestly one of the most multi-talented artists working right now. Like, yeah. what can't this guy do? Mm. Um, on the TV side, like, I feel like he kind of became a household name when he was on Community, which, mm-hmm. Ugh, mm-hmm. one of my favorites, honestly. He was great in that show. <sighs> Donde esta la biblioteca? <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite songs, really. Um He also went on to create and star in the Emmy-winning show Atlanta. And that really skyrocketed him. Like, he's just Mm -hmm. keeps going up and up. He's also won five Grammys as Childish Gambino. And I honestly got to say, like, reading this article, I feel like Childish Gambino was really slept on. And that pisses me off. Well, are you talking about, like, how in the beginning... Yes! ...where he was, like, wasn't invited to perform and he got booed at one point? As a fellow person who's been booed, I can tell you, it just invigorates you to succeed, you know? Yeah, I'm sure. That's how you got this to where you are now. You got booed on a a game show and you're like, you know mm -hmm. what? I gotta stop. Yep. Um, But honestly, like, his first album, Camp... Mm-hmm. One of my, like, he's brilliant. His lyrics yeah. are so good. I'm like, how did yeah. this guy get booed? My brother was the one, the one you met. He's like yeah. a huge Donald Glover, Childish Gambino fan. Of course he is. That's why we're besties. <laughs> he was the one, like, he's one of the OG Donald Glover fans out there. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um, but Donald's big break actually came when he was 23 years old and he got hired as a writer on 30 Rock which is like a dream at 23 years old for a comedian. Like, oh my God. (laughs) And like we said, he did a new interview with GQ and he says part of the reason he got that gig was his skin color. Yeah. So in the interview, Donald talks about having imposter syndrome when he started on 30 Rock, which I can't imagine being 23 and not having that. I'm not 23 and I still have imposter syndrome. So, um, but in the interview, Donald said, it definitely didn't feel like I was supposed to be there I used to have stress dreams every night where I was doing cartwheels on top of a New York skyscraper with the other writers watching me, which just sounds like, <laughs> honestly, an episode of 30 Rock. Yeah. Like, I could see this becoming a scene. Yeah. Um. So one of the reasons that he may have felt out of place was knowing the reason he even got the job. He told GQ that Tina Fey admitted she hired him because it was a diversity thing. Mm -hmm. So Tina actually confirmed this in a 2018 article in The New Yorker, where she said that she admired Donald's talent, but hired him because funds from NBC's diversity initiative made him free, which meant it didn't count against their budget, which is just like, great. (laughs) Yeah, great, great. Um, And in this interview with GQ, Donald jokes that he was a two-for-one because he was a Harvard grad and a Black voice in the room, Mm -hmm. which actually, for those 30 Rock fans, was the inspiration for the character named Twofer, Mm -hmm. um, who was a Black Harvard graduate who worked on the show, 30 Mm -hmm. Rock. Yeah. Um, And we should make it clear, you know, Donald says there's no animosity between him and Tina. He's just kind of sharing the beginning of his journey. I mean, I kind of respect Tina Favor being honest about that yeah honestly i mean yeah and he's so talented like yeah like tracy morgan being like his writing made me funnier yeah what's also interesting is that it was between donald glover and the guy who created blackish uh-huh and it's just like (sighs) the plight of being a minority where it's like right sometimes it does feel like there's only room for one person at the table i know and it's like that's what ends up leading to like animosity and competition and just being pit against each other. Yeah. Um, 
but it sounds like because he said in the interview he was like that guy told me he hated me for yeah. years and it's like yeah. I don't blame him I would hate Donald Glover for years too no I was like that's definitely an Arisha thing to say okay <laughs> And then I go on to create a very popular show on ABC. All right, fine. I'll take it. Yeah. You know, it works. Um, So while he did get the 30 Rock job, there were a few gigs that he really wanted that he didn't get. And he talked about how he was, like, really upset at the time that he didn't get them. But now he says he's a little like Samuel L. Jackson in Pulp Fiction, and he was able to dodge a lot of bullets. So Donald auditioned for SNL twice. Once in 2007 and again in 2009. And I'm over here like, how do you even get one audition? (laughs) My God. I know. Um, But at the time, he says it was hard to see his friends get cast on the show Mm -hmm. while he wasn't, which of course. Yeah. And that's an all I feel like, especially out here in in the comedy community, it's put on this pedestal that's like so high. And it's one of those things where you talk to people who have been on SNL. Yep. And it's like, it should not be such a holy grail. It sounds like hell. It really does. Yeah. Yeah. I'm at the point where it's like, I just want a guest. Yeah. Just give me a guest and then also give me passes to the parties. Exactly. Or just give me the passes to the party. Yeah. I'll settle for that. Yeah. Um, But Donald says, looking back now, he feels differently. He says, being on SNL would have killed me. Mm -hmm. If I got on SNL, my career wouldn't have happened. Which is just, that's a similar sentiment that Jordan Peele has. Yeah. I went to one of his chats and he was like, he said that he actually got invited to be on SNL, but because of his contract with Mad TV, mm. he had to turn it down. And he was like, this is the end. Like, I'll <laughs> never go anywhere. <laughs> He's saying I mean, this on the heels of an absolute blockbuster film. Oh, so. my God. I know. Well, it's funny because SNL is like looked at as like the holy grail it for really like is. sketch comedy. But Mad TV was arguably the funnier show, if you ask me. I don't disagree. So it's like, eh, all right. And this is why. People slept on it. They did. Yeah. Too much yeah. sleeping on people in this, this yeah. episode. It's a trend. That's going to be our theme. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Donald also said that he was up for Aziz Ansari's part on Parks and Rec and says he desperately wanted to be cast because it was the cool hipster show. And mm-hmm. now he says he's grateful he didn't get the part. He said that wasn't a mistake. You know, God did that. That would have been, if we didn't have Troy and Abed, what would life be like? You know? <laughs> Like, I don't want to picture that world. Yeah. Um. So Donald is definitely now taking his career to the next level. He just launched a new production company called Gilga, and it includes a huge production studio on this mm-hmm. property in Ojai, California, which just sounds amazing. Like, I want to go yeah. out to Ojai and create in this studio. I want <laughs> some of the fruit he kept offering the writer. My God. I know. I, well, at first when I read the article, I was like, why is he dressed like a farmer? And then I... <laughs> And then I continued reading. I was like, okay, this is why. He is a farmer now. Yeah, Um, yeah. And one of his first projects with this new company is actually a short film written by Malia Obama. A twist I didn't see coming. Yeah. So it really was a twist that just hit me over the head. (laughs) And I was like, okay. And then as I thought about it more, I was like, okay. (laughs) Um, So details for the short film are being kept under tight, tight lips. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we do know is that Donald has become a mentor to Malia when she was hired as a staff writer on his Amazon Prime show, Swarm. Yeah. Which, you got a last name like Obama, I guess you can get into any writer's room. Yeah, it you have a last helps, name I'm like sure. Skidmore Williams, you get in nowhere. <laughs> With a last name like Skidmore Williams, you get asked at escape rooms if your name is fake. <laughs> Remember that? Oh my God, yes. That lady was like, oh, I think this one's funny. And we're like, no, that's a real name, <laughs> ma'am. That was so rude. And also... <laughs> 
why would I make my fake name Skidmore Williams? That's I don't so know. stupid. To be fair, we did have other fake names on the list. So in her defense. <laughs> um, she's like, yeah, Skidmore Williams, great fake name. Jundula, that looks real. She's like, but um, is Mike Hunt here? <laughs> um, but back to Malia. So when she and Donald started working together on her short film, Donald says that he didn't sugarcoat things to her. And he tells GQ, the first thing we did was talk about the fact that she will only get to do this once. And he says that's because she's Obama's daughter. And Mm -hmm. if she makes a bad film, it will follow her around. Oh, yeah. Which is true. And also being a woman, I feel like (laughs) it follows you around if you make one mistake. God forbid. Yeah, you're not wrong. And if you're thinking Malia is just a Nepo baby hire, (sighs) you're right. If you ask me. Can but, we start bleeping that word? Can we get no, the I sound designer on that? I love it. I oh, love Nepo Baby. It's so Ugh. applicable to everything. <laughs> um, although I do wonder, how do people feel about that word other than you? Like, is it a word that a lot of people are annoyed about? Or is Probably it a word not. that most people love like me? Well, right now I only have 500 signatures on my petition, so <laughs> not that many people care. <laughs> how do you know 500 people? That's the real mystery here. The internet. Mm, that'll do it. Mm-hmm. Um. In an interview he did with Vanity Fair last year, he called Malia an amazingly talented person who's really focused and who works really hard, which what I'll say to that is still doesn't mean she's not a Nepo baby. Right. You can be a Nepo baby and work really hard. Yeah. There's a lot of Nepo. Curtis. Right. I was just going to say, like, there's a lot of Nepo babies who are actually talented. Yeah. So, but, you know, let's let's call it what it is. The opportunities she has. Oh, yeah. Are there because of her last name. Right. And she gets to prove herself, which is great, but mm-hmm. let's not diminish it. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, so it obviously looks like Donald is thriving, and I love that for him. And yeah. it is always interesting to hear how major celebrities got their start and like the things they went through, which we talk a lot about on Even the mm-hmm. Rich, available mm-hmm. wherever you get your podcast. Um, but I'm curious what stood out to you the most from this interview. Mm. So Donald Glover is... Uh, He seems to be, like, a notoriously private guy. Like, he doesn't Mm. usually, I feel like, give a lot of personal information out. Yeah. Which, I mean, I respect. He just seems very, like, closed off in terms of his private life. Um, And I felt like this interview just really captured that. Yeah. Like, it was very much focused on what he's doing, his career, everything related to that, and very little about, like, his private life. And it was just kind of like, if that's not classic Donald, what is? <laughs> yeah. Um, before I give you my takeaway, oh, I just have to say this. Does he not look like he could be your third brother? <sighs> Brooke, Brooke, Brooke. <laughs> he looks so much like your brothers with his facial hair. Like, I know. No, I've always, I mean, I've always thought that. That's also, I think, why I, I like him is because he, like, gives me my brother's vibes. Like, his yeah. behavior, his attitudes yeah. is how my brothers would be if they were famous. So Almost what you're guaranteed. saying is that super long pause and the Brook 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 was not warranted at all? Is that what you're saying? No, it was warranted. <laughs> it was very warranted. <laughs> Just because I think it and believe it doesn't mean I want to hear mm. it. Okay. All right. Um, so my takeaway from this was actually the interviewer telling him his stand-up sucked. <laughs> I loved that. I was like, hold on. Because it was really funny before I read this. I was thinking, I was like, I really liked Donald Glover's stand-up special. Like, I thought it was funny. Well, wait, was it his first stand-up? Because he's done stand-up when he, like, first started. Is that what you're talking about? I mean, this was years ago. So, yeah, I assume this is the same one Mm. they're talking about. But I was like, damn, okay. Yeah. I love how Donald 
slept on it. And then the <laughs> next day he was like, and like the way that the interviewer wrote it where he was like, you know, I booed him and he was mm-hmm. like, I'm ready to prove you wrong. And now he's yeah. exploring doing stand-up again. Yep. Donald Glover is me. Just stewing on things overnight and then being like, oh, you know yeah. what? Screw you. Yeah. I'm recording with Netflix tomorrow. Yeah. And just like you, you know, he is fueled by the haters and absolutely (laughs) brushes it. Amen. In response. Amen. From Wondery, I'm Brooke Ziprin. And I'm Marisha Skidmore-Williams. This is Rich and Daily. Be sure to follow us on socials at Brooke Ziprin and at Arisha Skiddubs. We love connecting with you. See you tomorrow, Richies. Listen to Rich and Daily on Amazon Music or on your Alexa-enabled device. Just ask, Alexa, play the Rich and Daily podcast. And tell your friends, we've got the hot goss. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. Auto Trader.